Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Zooligans, Zooligines, and those who don't identify as such. Welcome back to my excellent adventure. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm getting to this late, like I do. Uh, I don't really have any uh, reason why besides just kind of like I'm lazy and, and tired sometimes. Got other things going on, you know. Uh, I'm even getting to it late today. It should have already been out 13 minutes ago, but, you know, that's that's just where we're at. You know, sometimes sometimes you try to do things and they just don't turn out the way you want it. And you get real frustrated, you know. And it's like you try really hard and, and no matter what you do, it just doesn't turn out. And, you know, people are always like, hey, why don't you talk about it? You know, you'll feel a lot better. And like, I don't want to, you know, just leave me alone. I'll figure it out myself. And they keep on bugging me and it builds up inside and it builds up inside. Institutionalized. Um, but no, that's uh, we, we, today we're, we're going to be talking about uh, so, some more Alazulalu. This time we're talking about Mausoleum. Uh, this is their whatever-th album, sixth, and in, in, in this, uh, this is the sixth episode, so I'm just going to call it their sixth album. I know that EPs might not count, but whatever. Have they had, Yeah, they had at least one EP. Church of Zool was an EP. I think Head of Horns was too, but whatever. Um, yeah, uh, this one is, uh, we're, we're going to be continuing down that, that, that road of of them building up a, a sort of, sort of lore. I mean, you know, it's, it's very loose. It's just kind of like spooky dead guys, uh, doing, doing weird stuff and murdering and stuff. That's, that's the, the thing. Um, it's a, it's an aesthetic more than like a, uh, coherent solid lore. Uh, but we're going to dig more into that kind of stuff. Uh, Yeah. Oh, do I have anything really? Uh, oh, lately I've been playing. I I finished playing Stay Out of the House. I still want to do some more stuff with that. It's a puppet combo game, uh, spooky horror, stealthy thing. You're you're caught and trapped inside a house with like a Leatherface kind of guy, and you gotta sneak around and find your way out. It's really good, um, and really spooky. It's uh, it's pretty tense. Anything else? Anything else? Uh, Full Quiet. It's a it's an NES game from just last year, and uh, it's pretty cool. You're it's a it's an exploration based game, kind of horror thing. You're on like a time limit each day because after uh, two a.m. there's a thing that can just kill you, so you have to make sure you get back before that happens. You kind of it's a it's a whole thing. It's, it's awesome. I, I'm, I've been having fun with it. It is also pretty confusing, but not not to a degree that is impossible to figure out for me. So yeah, there there's those. Uh, so before I get get into the album, uh, let me let me throw to my homie in the field, Blaze Blade, you dead homie, well, Blade, you're alive, homie. Actually, he's the alive one. Uh, and they got a little little Fago update for us, so take it away. Fago, genuine red pop. What else is there to say about an icon of flavor? 
an icon of taste, a legend that stands among its peers taller and stronger than most of them. Even contemporary flavors could not compete. Fago Red Pop. Get you some. Amazing. Out here speaking the truth that the mainstream media doesn't want you to know. And we're all very, very thankful for that. Uh, so moving on, let's let's dive right in to, to Ma's Linoleum. Uh, track one, E-N-D. Does it stand for something? I don't know. Uh, we have, uh, it's, it's a little intro track, you know, a little skit thing of uh, religious people going to burn down the Church of Zul. With the with the Zools inside, so I guess they're they're dead now, <laughs> and that's going to bring us right into Mausoleum. Uh, there is in this track um, a possible reference to the song "Lake of Fire" by the Meat Puppets, and very famously covered, of course, by Lords of Brooklyn for the Mafia soundtrack. And I guess, you know, Nirvana, sure. But <laughs> now they have the line, this is where the bad folks go when they die, and it just kind of has the vibe. You know, it's not quite the same, but it feels like it's like a, at least like a, a sidelong glance at it. Um... And yeah, the mausoleum, it's kind of just like a hell EX mode, like uh, like in the expanded universe that includes the divine comedy where you have like the levels of hell and all that stuff. Um, there's there's a sound in this track, uh, like in the beat and all that, that kind of reminds me of the ghost from Link's Awakening that, that follows you around. And it, it's a really cool, like, synthy sound. And it, it's just awesome. I, I really like it. And uh, in these lyrics, we have uh, the, the introduction of, uh, like, a new character in, in the Zulaverse, the Harvester. Who could it be, you know? Who could that be? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I like this track. It's a it's a cool one. It very clearly uh, illustrates what they're what they're talking about. You know, taking the concept of a mausoleum, which is just you know, it's it's a building that holds a lot of bodies, and then making it like a like an afterlife of sorts. Like I said, a hell ex. It's cool. And, uh, yeah, I don't have anything in particular from, uh, I don't have any particular lines that I pulled from this. You know, it was all, it was all serviceable, is what I would say. <laughs> you know, it was, it was good. It's, it's just there wasn't anything that stuck out. Uh, the concept is cool, though. I really like that. That's going to bring us to track three, Blood Moon and Back. Uh, this one has, the little little thing from uh, Paul Michael Stefani, who is the the weepy voiced killer. Uh, he's a guy who murdered people and called and confessed about them. Uh, that's that's all I really know. And that's really all there is to know about him. I think 
but we have a little audio from one of his call, one or two of his calls in here. I don't remember some of them. Uh, yeah, it's this is a together forever song, but evil. Um, <laughs> it doesn't really do it for me. It's not like my style of song, really. You know, just the I don't know. The stuff is whatever. Uh, but I do think that Lee Carver has an excellent verse from his from the flows that he has to just good storytelling of just some over enthusiastic rough fucking that <laughs> results in a death <laughs> it, it is good I, I thought that was pretty cool um yeah and the rest of it is whatever i i, I don't know it just doesn't but doesn't give me the I don't know. That doesn't resonate with me, per se. But you know what does resonate with me? Track 4, Rituals of Rot. I... I love this track. This is really fucking good. Um, we get that classic all-Zulalu storytelling. And it's actually interesting the way that they do the different, uh... Like... The different fucking perspectives on this. So you have Billy Obey, who's just like a normal dude who crashes his car, and there's there's zombies and shit. I don't know how that all happened without him noticing, but it maybe it just happened while he was knocked out. Who knows? I don't know. But uh, I'm just gonna use this uh, moment to. Give you all a quick PSA. You should always have a seatbelt cutter and a window breaker handy in your car, somewhere within reach of the driver's seat. I have an all-in-one sitting right in my console. Um, it's it's not inside of something. Not not necessarily for like a reason that I thought of ahead of time, but you know, in retrospect, I'm like, yeah, it's probably good to have it in the open because your glove box or something could just get like crushed in such a way that it's not accessible. And same with like any closable things. So you know, ha have it have it somewhere within reach. It's pretty helpful if you get a get in a spot. Also, just be safe and don't get yourself in a spot. But sometimes, you know unavoidable shit happens it, it would have really helped billy is what i'm saying <laughs> having a a little orange hammer that can bust his window and also cut his seatbelt for him all of that aside though um this is just a 10 out of 10 song for me because you have you have billy on that side of it getting you know munched up by zombies and then you have lee and lee and joey who both are the zombies do, doing that stuff. Um, I, I love Joe Black's verse talking about like he has, <laughs> he can't remember anything, but then he says, I'm sure I got some memory stuck in my teeth, which is just a great line. Like it's just sick, man. Like everything about this track is awesome to me. Um, yeah, it's great. Um, as a as a person who has okay so I, 
I don't know how many... If, if y'all have never actually looked at the zombie survival guide, highly recommend it. I really love... Um, I, I don't even know what you would consider that. It's like... It's fiction, obviously, but it's a certain kind of fiction. It is an instructional booklet. Or, you know, book. An instructional book written for, like, a fictional world, so to speak. Uh, it, it, it feels like it's, like, a certain kind of fiction, but I don't know what to call it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, a uh, it's very cool if you put aside the, uh, logistical issues that, that come up with a lot of the things that the book openly talks about, like the way that zombies are like, they don't have the, the, the things, the triggers in their brain that stop them from tearing their muscles, like with one way too powerful motion which would very quickly prevent them from being able to move at all but if you ignore all of that then it's like yeah cool zombies shambling about and all that stuff um, yeah i like it i like this i like this track and it, it it just it has a lot it's a lot of fun it it's it's got a lot of notes for me on to track five, Donna the Dead. This one is one that I think I've heard before. Uh, well, I, I've actually listened to Mausoleum before. I forgot to mention that. I did actually give this one a listen prior to starting all of this. Um, but also, I think I've heard it before, before, possibly at Camp Zool, but I don't really remember. Or somebody's played it. Probably Mike's played it for me before. Um, but... Uh, yeah, this one, um, obviously the title. Let's let's just start there. Um, obviously, like a little bit of a pun on Dawn of the Dead, and I, I like to imagine that they were hanging out with like some homie from Brooklyn, and he was just talking about like, yeah, you know, Dawn of the Dead, and he was talking about the movie Dawn of the Dead, and they heard that, and I think it would have been like Lee Carver or something who was like, he just files it away for later, and he comes back and he's like, guys. Donna the Dead. And they're like, yeah, yeah, great movie. And he's like, no, no. And his initial pitch was like, no, no, like like a Godfather thing, like the Dawn of the Dead. And they're like, oh, the Dawn of the Dead. And then I, I think it would have been probably Joey. I think Joey would have been like, hang on a second, what about like a chick named Donna? And she's dead. And they're like, oh, fuck, man. That's good. That's good. Um, any of you three can contact me to say, yes, you are 100% correct about what happened here. And I don't know, send me a cash prize for figuring it out. Um, this also has monoxide on it, which I keep forgetting about. Uh, he's, he's there. He just does, he does the hook. That's all right. He doesn't have a verse. Yeah, he's just there for the hook, which is very weird that they have a singing hook and they're like, you know who we're going to get? <laughs> Monoxide. <laughs> he's better than he used to be, but it's still funny to me. Anyway, we have some good storytelling again here. Um, I think that the general uh, conceit of it is kind of up to interpretation uh, one way or another where the, the, the phrase mistreated by life could be taken in such a way as just like being a 
like, you know, a victim of chance and, you know, that sucks. Or mistreated by life as in mistreated by society in life, you know, like there was uh, a more direct cause to this. And it's like a, if she's like a monster of man's making, which is my preferred interpretation. I always love that kind of uh, angle to things. And uh, yeah, it's it's just dead chick who apparently it's it's hard to say if she uh, like. I, I guess she kind of terrorizes places, but mostly it's just kind of like they they all fuck her or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Joey's got another, uh, this isn't X, this is Y, this isn't love, this is something disgusting line. Good times. Um, and he has the line, uh, last time she got pregnant, she miscarried maggots, which is a very gross and evocative line. Uh, that just, it, it works with it. Uh, I do like this track, actually. This, this one, it's one that I probably wouldn't normally like that much, but I don't know, there's something about the way that they, uh, Something about the way that they, they, they took this one. It was, it was good. It was good. Um, just just talking about a dead chick that is is still around, kind of. Kind of a just weird, weird creature thing. A creature by night, all the preachers have said, as they, as they put it. And, uh, yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. We're doing good so far. Doing pretty good. Moving on to track six, Life, or L-I-F-E. Uh, standing for Let It Fucking End. Uh, this one is a really good short track. Um, I, I really dig just how quick it is and, and the way that it goes goes by. Um, it, I don't know, it's, it's just very to the point and i like i like billy taking shots at the the nonsensical structure of life how the the kind of secondary goal of earning money to fund our primary goal that gives us meaning in life has taken the place of our primary goal and become the singular meaning of life which is a great joke that society played on us. Thanks. But yeah, his line, death doesn't give a fuck if your clothes are designer. I love that. Just, it's, it's really good. Um, Joey's verse is very, uh, is, is more focused on the, the, the dying part. Uh, <laughs> going, going through all of the, the classic methods and then lee's is is a, a, a the same kind of thing more focused on the the death part being sad and stuff um but no i i really like it it's it's a good just to the point track the hook is really cool um also the laugh yourself to death line i like that that's uh that's it's fun it, it reminds me of an R.L. Stein story, not from Goosebumps, but a Nightmare Hour um, about being afraid of clowns because 
apparently they're all actually evil and they whenever they bring a kid out to you know do clown stuff they're actually like torturing them and then bringing them backstage to in this case tickle them to death except the main character of the story in a twist becomes a clown and now tortures kids <laughs> what a fucking story <laughs> but no uh it was good i liked it um liked it a lot good 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 all around track seven deathbed this one is another one that is like the hook really cool um but the thing about this is it's kind of just an extension of the last track, but it's more bleak than sardonic to me. I, I definitely find life to be more of like a, you know, kind of... It, it's definitely taking some shots at, you know, society and stuff. And Deathbed is kind of more just a very general feeling you know about the world and but it's it's still good um i i do wish that we knew what kind of mattress joey has uh billy's sleeping on a serta he says and and lee's got a sleep number joey doesn't really specify and you know i'd like to know although now thinking about it what it like i feel like deathbed would be a good i feel like that that should be a mattress brand i think a deathbed mattress would be pretty sweet uh i like his line about how he forgot to feed his cats and now they're they're just kind of munching on his brains um i'm glad that they are still getting their sustenance uh <laughs> yeah no um like i said it's this one's fine uh i think the the hook is really cool um, it's, it's very simple, but again, to the point it's, it's got its, uh, yeah, it's got its point. <laughs> so then track number eight nails. Okay. Here, here's my problem. This is probably my least favorite of this trilogy of songs that are all more or less on the same subject. <laughs> It just doesn't... There's just nothing in here that stands out to me much, like in, in the prior two. And again, Deathbed, I don't think had as much to stand out as as life, but it definitely did have its like cool points that I was into. Nails is... It's like, again, it's serviceable. It's fine. I don't, I don't like hate it or anything. I just think that it's just kind of there and in the wake of the last two like they're really hammering in on one point and I'm just like eh eh that's all <laughs> I just don't have I don't have much for this one uh I think Joe Black's line cuz suicide and crucified happened to rhyme is a, a line that exists, but I don't think it's a particularly great one. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. This, this, this one, yeah, it's just, 
coming off the last two, it it's just really, I guess you could say it's really hammering on the same point. <sighs> Track nine, Rigor Erectus. <laughs> All right. I like this one, actually. We have a groovy beat. Really catchy hook. I, it's This one's just fun. And Lee Carver, he's fucking on it on this one. Dig up my honey, film an unboxing video. That's great. Um, his his whole verse just being like getting prepared to to dig someone up for for a little fucking, and then finding that he's at the wrong plot and dug up Joe. That's that's really good. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. This this one's just fun. Like all 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 three of their verses are a good time. Um. Like I said, the Lee's is is a really good standout one. It, it's just really cool. <laughs> also, Joe just being in like a drug-induced haze. Uh, <laughs> that's it's good times. It's so good, and uh, it's it's nice to have a fun song to to break things up after after the last three being on that on that same vibe. <laughs> Moving on to Deadline, track number 10, Deadline. We're looking at, we're, we got a line that dead people are waiting in to, to face their ultimate fate, which probably sucks. You know, as, as far as what they've been building up to here, it does sound like it would, in fact, suck, ultimately. Um... This one's pretty cool. I like the concept and all that stuff. I think Billy and Joey got some good verses. Um, I think Lee Carver kind of phoned his in, to be honest. It, uh, I don't know. He, he he definitely feels like he's just not not with it. Like even his last line, "We're gonna dismember your body and kill you and shit." Like I don't know. He sounds like he's just kind of. Eh, eh, we're just gonna we're gonna you know we're gonna do creepy stuff, but <laughs> violence, you know. But uh, no, I, th I think the rest of them do really well. Uh, just talking about how they here's uh here's the mausoleum. Get ready to get fucked up when you get in there. <laughs> Actually, just on the way to it, you're gonna get fucked up. Um, you live the life of violence, but now it's time for silence. That's good shit. I don't know. This, no, this, this, it's good, you know? Also, uh, you know, here's something. Now, now looking at this here, right? Right? I didn't think about this before. Billy Obey. He has a little thing. Now killing victim 1,589. That's not a lot. Like, are they... Do they reset it every day? Or are they like... Is, is this taking place, like, you know, way back, so far back that there have only been 1,589 people? Or is it just that not that many people get uh, relegated to the mausoleum? So that's that's just uh, the, the small percentage of people who have ended up there, you know? I don't know. 
tell, what do you think? Tell me, tell me what you think about the mausoleum and why there are so few people in this line. I don't understand. Because I, I would assume if they're all taking numbers, then, I mean, that this line is just always moving, so they wouldn't be able to reset it. Unless, like, yeah, I don't know. You know, I have no idea. I have no idea. That's this is for that. That's this is for the suits at Washington to figure out. All right, it's beyond me. We're gonna go on to the track eleven. Random acts of violence. Good pun. I like that. We all we all have fun. Um, this one is some solid murder storytelling. It's very like the the title is exactly what you're getting here. Random acts of violence. Um, the the beat during the chorus, and during most of it, but especially during the chorus, is fucking wild. There is a lot of noise going on in it. And it's not bad, honestly. Like it's very hectic and just it it's all over the fucking place. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it is, it is pretty cool. And it's, they're just saying, Hey, we're just, we're just writing about random people getting fucked up. Uh, I like Joey's verse, uh, at Joey, Joey, good storytelling as always, you know how it be. Um, I, I love the little twist at the end of his verse where He's like, you know, that somebody saw him murder his neighbor and he's like, eh, she's pretty old, so it's not going to be that hard to catch up to her or anything. But then she just like turns around and pops him. Good shit. I like that. Um, just a, it's a fun little twist on things. Billy Obey, a bit more modern with his, uh, with his whole thing. 3D printing a 44 to shoot up a country club. Also, he's he's getting a little a little juggalo there with his thing, you know, die redneck fuck. It's a little juggalo there. Also a 44, you know. I don't know. I don't know. Track 12. Mask made me do it. All right, here we are at at the 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 big time haunted mask reference classic tale from goosebumps i talked about it in whatever other episode had that carly beth line in it um you know it's a it's an amazing really well done story and the episode that was made out of it is also fantastic uh and like I'm serious, I'm serious. If you have not, if you have not seen or read it, you gotta get around to that. It's just so well done. It's just really good. There's there's a reason why uh, they they were inspired by it. But uh, in this case, the mask has made them do something a little bit worse than than in in the Goosebumps book. Uh, <laughs> Or has it, you know, perhaps it's just their excuse 
and that's kind of what Joey nods to at, at the uh, at the end of his verse, where he says, "I'm a told and tell you like I told the police," because you know why wouldn't he say that? But uh, I like that Lee specifically got his mask at Zulmart, and it's it's still just evil. <laughs> like <laughs> that's that's good stuff. Um, for Billy, it, it really seems like it's. It's not like a specific mask or anything. It's just any mask that he wears uh, makes him evil. <laughs> it's just all of them. Because, um, I mean, he does say no matter the mask, no matter the version. But, like, you know, I, I assume that there was one that he started with that wasn't someone's face. You know? And, and what was that one? What was the first mask that, that made him go murdering well he said his he said david was his first mask but like what did he have before that because he was the mask obviously didn't make him do that one if he didn't have one at the time you know what was what was the first one billy talk to me come on but uh, uh and uh joey good old joey remembering the important things in life nintendo uh just his going and killing his bully and stealing his nintendo which is good shit also trying to minimize his waste uh he uses uh you know he, he uses the bones and stuff for weapons and stuff or a cane in the case of his bullies shin bones that's that's good stuff their skin gets made into masks that's important you can't you can't be out there wasting all right all right so yeah um good good track really good track i like the i like the storytelling in it again i like the i like the general concept of it i like anything that's gonna reference a, a good old goosebumps story uh, if they get one that's uh, if, if they find a way to make a track out of like Beast from the East, I'll be pretty happy. But uh, yeah, let's carry on to track number 13, The Harvester. Uh, there is honestly not a lot specifically to say about this because their verses are very quick. They're very they're in, they're out, and it's all very straightforward then you have the classic image of death as you know a, a farmer harvesting his crop the crop is you and your soul or whatever and uh yeah death comes for us all eventually henry kissinger and you can't escape it and um yeah that that's that's really all it is uh they don't you know, there's there's nothing here that's particularly, like, yeah, there's there's nothing here that really says anything beyond that. You know, no matter no matter who you are, no matter what you have in life, you're gonna die. Some were born cursed, some were born blessed, but the one thing we all have in common is death. Well said, Joey. And yeah. That's 
That's what it is, baby. It's a good track, though. Like, I, I like the beat. Uh, again, the production on this whole album is still just really fucking good. It's, it's all fantastic. It does precisely what it needs to do. And they have just some nice little flares in there on, on these that just kind of give them their own kind of vibe. I love that. They're, they're keeping a good balance between like the, the rock influences and all that. Some a little bit of chug in some of these and they, they just, they just balance it really well. They have a little bit of like the, the trap hi-hat influence on some things, but they don't go quite as over the top with it. And they just, I don't know. They got a good, they got a good feel going on. I'm, I'm enjoying this, this, uh, this production style that they, they work with whoever it comes from, because this one I've actually been taking a look at the producers and they've had a couple of them. There's a lot of slasher Dave here and, Slasher Dave is pretty cool, from what I've heard. I, I saw Acid Witch at um, camp, and they were fun. So, yeah. Slasher Dave. Maybe I should look into more Slasher Dave. I don't know. Someday. Maybe I'll get around to it. Um, but that's going to close out the mausoleum. I believe that's what you hear at the very end of this, is the door shutting or something like that. Which, that's cool. Um, there were some skits that I didn't mention uh, throughout here. Like, there's one, I think, at the end of uh, Rituals of Rot, where it's like a a guy at uh, the morgue, the morgue dude, um, talking to someone on the phone and about, like, the bodies that they brought in from the church and they come to life and kill him, presumably. And the voice on the other end is just really funny. Uh, the the lines that are comprehensible are are pretty funny. <laughs> They're all just like very not. There's there's no like no real emotion behind them, and it, it's they're just said so fast and it's funny. Uh, I like that. But uh, yeah, mausoleum. Overall, this is a really good album. Uh, this was, I think, the second one that I listened to in its entirety after uh, The Almighty. Uh, I just sat down and put it on once, and I I wasn't paying a lot of attention to it. But uh, I feel like I had, at, at the very least, I had the same feelings. Maybe slightly different ones. Uh, but Blood Moon and Back, I was still, at that time, was just like... Eh. Uh, and today I'm still kind of like, eh. Maybe a little bit less, eh, but still pretty, eh. But, um, no, there's there's a lot of really good tracks on here. And, uh, they're... They, they've definitely fleshed out their sound a lot. And they are keeping up this whole thing of, like... What am I looking? What are the words that I'm looking for here? They're they're definitely finding more stuff to talk about 
and finding new, more interesting ways to talk about things, which is nice because, like I said, the, the little trilogy in the middle from life to deathbed to nails was a little bit just just a little too much hammering on the same basic point um but it's not like it's it's three songs out of the album and for the rest of it they had it broken up really nicely and yeah so that's uh that's what I think about Mausoleum. <laughs> Tell me what you would think. <laughs> I, I, I'm so fucking... I'm out of it, you know? I'm out of it. I, I, I'm just not... I can't... can't focus, y'all. Uh, but no, let me know what you think. Uh, I would like to hear what, what other people think about this album and what, what are your... What, what, what tracks do you like? What are your three faves? What one would you get rid of? I'm still not doing that. I'm not telling you. You guys can probably put together uh, what what they would be. Maybe. You'd probably be wrong, but you could try. You probably know one of them, so that's good. Um, so yeah, just just tell me what you think. Uh, you know, what do you think about all of the things that I raised during this episode that I don't have listed in front of me to bring up again. So you'll just have to either remember or take notes along the way or something or go back and listen again. I'm trying to farm extra listens out of you. That's for no reason, actually, because there's it's not really like a benefit to me if you do that. I guess views and stuff, but I don't care. Um, yeah. That's it. Uh, that that's 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 Mausoleum. Uh, good album. Good listen. Good times. Uh, I'll be getting that next one out hopefully in in two weeks. Uh, if not, probably in three. You know, because again, it, stuff's hard. I don't know what the next one is. I haven't paid attention to to look up what it is. It's something. But we're getting near the end of this. Actually, we're almost done, baby. And then who knows what. But you know where to find me. Uh, at Shmeev on most stuff. I don't pay attention to Twitter anymore at all, really. Um, and, you know, if you want to find... If you, if you actually want to contact us in some way and chat, we're in that UPC Discord. The Underground Podcast Community collective concentration comparable that's where we hang out that's where you can actually you know have a little back and forth chat with us whenever we're around that's where we do the stuff and uh but you can also catch us on juggalo judgment anywhere juggalo judgment on facebook at juggalo judgment on twitter where i barely go to look at Juggalo Judgment on Instagram, where I go slightly more to look now, just because, I don't know. And uh, JuggaloJudgment at gmail.com if you want to just email us. You know what's up. You know what's up. 
with all that said, I don't think there's anything left to do. I feel like we have covered everything regarding Mausoleum. Insert door closing sound. Creak. Peace.